nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? Do you not see how haphazard this audit is? The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. And then we get the answers from Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter. And good to have you, Tom. Thank you, Alex. Lots to dig through today, and I think this a couple of these ones are really, really relevant, obviously, as we uh, wait for the Bank of Canada to release its interest rates that you'll not be allowed to ask any questions on because you're banned. However, uh, foodflation, let's talk about it, so persistent, it now threatens to reverse gains in the national poverty rate, and this is coming from the Department of Social Development, and um, we know that there's been an 11% hike to food costs, but they're saying that this could uh, impact poverty rates in, in the country for years. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's a G7 yeah. country. And yeah. they, uh, say before pre-pandemic times, uh, you may recall the Canada Child Benefit, which was one of yeah. the, uh, it was undersold at the time. This goes back to 2016 approved by Parliament. This is the tax-free grant, a few thousand dollars, that went to parents um, who had school-aged children, young children. And that has been proven to be one of the great anti-poverty programs of all time. It was tax-free money, and obviously parents were going to spend that on necessities for their kids. Well, guess what? Inflation comes along, and it just clobbered it. And here you have a memo from the Department of Social Development that says this could reverse years of gains on uh, improvements in poverty rates in our country at the grocery store that hasn't happened in generations, mm. Alex. It's a disaster. Yeah, uh, but, you know, what are they going to do about it? Uh, like, again, it, there's so much politics at play. We get the campaign speeches. We get the talking points. Uh, people are looking for real answers, and, and there's just all this politicking going on. And so, you know, we just have to wait and, I guess, hope that Tiff Macklem doesn't screw up again. Well, don't, don't, don't hold your breath, but in the meantime... Some of these stats, Canada figures, you know, they look at uh, real checkout prices. They average them. Of course, individual uh, grocery stores will have different prices. This is averaging. Year over year, 10% more for canned salmon. Potatoes up 12%. Hamburger, 14%. 22% more for chicken thighs. Alex, we eat a lot of chicken thighs in our house. This is not an expensive cut of meat, and it is up 22% year over year. Canned soup up 30%. Are you kidding me? That's what they're talking about when the Department of Social Development says, look out, wait for it. By the way, this is in the context of a school lunch program, which liberals have promised for a couple of years now, and you Democrats have campaigned on it. No federal program is, is even coming close. They draw the connection between spaghetti is up 27%, poverty rates are going to increase for years, school lunches because kids aren't getting enough to eat. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and these are the same kids that during the lockdown measures didn't get breakfast programs, but also the same kids that should be covered by the dental, um, you know, program that you just uh, uncovered, you know, administration costs are taking up most of it. And so for the things they can do, they get the headlines, but you know, Get the lunch program in. That would help. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, the, when you're looking at the higher poverty rate, seriously, there is, you, and you do not get a sense, you know, Liberal Caucus is having a caucus meeting this mm-hmm. week. House is back uh, next week. You do not get a sense of urgency or no. impending doom. And I have to be frank, I don't know why, because that seems like a rational response. 
No, uh, it's almost as if they're all trying to gear up for for a for an election. Um, look, I hear from my listeners all the time. They're hitting the wall, running out of money, and uh, tomorrow's rate hike. Uh, I well, maybe that'll jar them, but who knows? Um, meanwhile, I think it plays well into your next story. Fewer than half of this country uh, have a high degree of trust that the federal institutions are telling the truth. And this coming from the Privy Council researchers, I love the research we get from behind the scenes because this is the government doing its own polling. But yeah, a majority of us are putting more faith in family, friends, and social media than government agencies. Because again, politicians lie, uh, Tom, and we all know they lie. Uh, It used to be accepted, but now it's just feeding into all the stuff they say they're trying to stop. It's okay that they lie. They just don't want the rest of us to lie. Yeah, you just nailed it. This this is crucial. So this is their research. This is the top. This is the of the public service. And their research tells them 42% of Canadians have a high trust in the government of Canada. 42%. That's nothing to brag about. Why does that matter? Because you said it, Alex. Cabinet is going around and they say that uh, Canadians are being duped by misinformation online. By the way, I do not agree. I do not think Canadians are that gullible. They see uh, and are capable of discerning between infotainment and facts. The cabinet says that uh, misinformation is dangerous. There is no evidence of that. My two bets. You know what? They never, ever talk about, though, is exactly what you just said. Isn't it possible that Canadians would be susceptible to misinformation because they have figured out the government of Canada often does not tell the truth. When you're down to 42% trust rating and you're a G7 federal government, you have a serious problem. You know why they're not going to solve that one, though? That's hard. It's easier to talk about censoring the Internet. Yeah, but if you censor the internet, then you have to censor their lies. But again, I, I think about it often, of just how much spin goes in politics, and it may have played well in uh, the olden days before social media. Now it's just uh, it's creating so much friction and noise and division that I don't know how they solve it unless they actually start to tell the truth, which yeah, I think would be know, impossible for a politician. I'm with you. It's my two cents. People say, you know, did the internet start all this? Why are people so cynical and angry? I say, no. They're finding it out for the first yeah. time. You don't have to rely on the news release. You can watch the news conference yourself, live stream and video, and you can say, wait a minute, the media is not telling me what happened there. People figured it out finally. Let freedom reign. No censorship of the Internet, Alex. Now it's coming to a Canada near you, but we'll, we'll watch that one. Uh, meanwhile, CRA office uh, accused of corrupt practices in uh, committing full transparency. So I guess managers um, wrote in a report to Parliament. So you'll have to explain this one. MPs are investigating this whistleblower complaint about senior auditors manipulating sweetheart tax settlements for offshore corporations. And the records show that agency management in 2019 and 2020 manipulated a seven figure tax saving for an unidentified corporate lobbyist. So there are at least five managers involved. Um, you know, tell me, tell me where this one goes. Uh, there have been, uh, releases of documents through federal court, uh, mistaken releases, and some cabinet tablings in the House of Commons. This is a bad one. And this has been out there for a few months now. There's been no uh, parliamentary committee really sink its teeth into this. What's the deal? What's going on? Well, if you're a very large corporation and you have foreign subsidiaries and therefore offshore accounts, 
you can try to strike a tax settlement with Canada Revenue Agency where you will establish how much you'll owe and how much you'll pay. CRA likes it because they save money on audits. Well, you'll never guess what. This is not conspiracy talk. These are managers, lifelong employees internally, and the Canada Revenue Agency who blew the whistle. And they said there's a fix going on, and they named names, and so did we. They said there are managers, whether they're meeting these guys on the golf course or whatever it is, they're cutting sweetheart deals with corporate lobbyists to give them tax treatment that you can forget about getting if you're just John Q. Sucker taxpayer. The Commons Finance Committee looked at this, never really sunk its teeth into it. In my opinion, it's explosive. One of the assistant commissioners of revenue who was named, and he was named, left the agency abruptly last August. Big problem, Alex. Yeah, big problem. Is anyone going to be held accountable? Or is that just a stupid question? Well, let's find out. But, you know, the media can only do so much, and parliamentarians have investigative powers. And why there are MPs who are not all over this, I understand they're busy people, and there's a lot to deal with when you have a passport office that doesn't know how to issue passports. I agree their days are full. This one goes right to the heart of the integrity of your tax system. What are they basically saying? If you got the money, you got the high-powered tax attorney, the hell with you, you can cut a sweetheart deal with an assistant commissioner of revenue. If you're just one of these people lining up in the snow at the post office, well, we know what, what your future is. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, I hear you. All right, Tom, we'll stay tuned to that one. Thanks, always enjoy. Uh, always enjoy. I'm not sure if I enjoy the segments. So <laughs> I appreciate the segments, but they, uh, they, they do leave me uh, quite chafed. Uh, Thank you. We'll talk again. All right. That is Tom Gorski uh, leveling with us on a few of the big stories. And again, a lot of people say, well, where does he find that? Documents. They get the freedom of information. They do all the dirty work and they go through the fine print, which is what you have to do is read through all the fine print, not the big headlines. It's always the fine print where you get all these details. So important stuff.